Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Intrinsic Minds podcast, where it's about how you think, not what you think. Uh, today we have, uh, we're on a, we're embarking on a new journey, uh, an old new journey because we've talked about this numerous times and it's basically on every episode, but we haven't done an episode about it in a very long time, probably about over a year, or I would say a year uh, today or like closely to mid-May last year. I think that episode on Saturn was done, but we're going to talk about, um, we're going to give our outlook on astrology, our opinions, things we find interesting about it, why it's useful, what's valuable about astrology and why it is we're so I don't want to use the word attached, but I'll I'll use it. I would say uh, where it's integrated into our um, the way we see reality in life and how we use it in our own lives as a as a map and uh, something to utilize as a beautiful and uh, cosmic tool that is that was handed to us and and how mysterious the origins of astrology is and how it's it's there and then once you start really looking into it 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 ends up showing its uh it's how useful it is and it shows itself to you. And so because of this, we want to start really breaking down uh, not only our philosophical implications and how we see it, uh, some, some of our anecdotal uh, experiences with it, uh, but just why we see the intrinsic value in astrology and uh, not to sell it to anyone, not to try and push it on anyone, but truly from the heart on why we find astrology uh, a, a key uh, and useful tool for, for living. So Gio, how are we doing today? I won't call you G-O-D anymore. Yeah. Right. God forbid. Uh, no pun intended. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, you know, as, as we've constantly have talked, you know, in our, in our own time and stuff and even, even talks that we, that we've been doing on the podcast, but, um, it's just been always been very telling that, through these in between times, and uh, you know, maybe maybe more so in our research, in our interests that we're looking into, and stuff like that. Somehow, the astrology always plays a factor when we take acknowledgement and have awareness of it. That we always see that it's it it grasps some sort of um, either direction of of an implica- implication of why we are you know interested in a certain area why we go into a certain area how we end up starting to understand it how we really try to break it down and there's different it's very multifaceted the different ways that you can break down a subject or a topic or an area with using the astrology and with doing that i think we both feel that it's very valuable in truly getting into that knowing space you know, even the self-knowing that is necessary in order to kind of have those breakthrough moments with yourself as well, too, in those stagnant stages and everything. And I think that's something that I feel has been, you know, most important to me is in those times of, you know, 
I mean, hey, we're in retrograde season still, I feel like, in in a way. So, you know, that whole, you know, needing to revert back, the the fuzziness that kind of comes about and stuff like that, too. And not knowing what direction, not knowing where your interests are or something or where where you find the the light of excitement and shit in your life. It does help. It is a good avenue. It's not it's not a what do you call that? It's not a trading one thing for another, you know, that's the thing. It's not to just heavily rely on the astrology, but it is always great to be able to take that direction of your perspective of where you're looking and look at, you know, maybe the more personal side of astrology when it comes to you and your chart and how transits could be affecting you and stuff like that, or what type of archetypal roles you're playing by using the astrology to map out maybe some of those you know, those feelings, those thoughts, those actions, the things that are materializing, whatever it may be, because you get all of those aspects in astrology, then it kind of helps even get to the core of yourself, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're doing, what you want to do, all those things. And, you know, I think that's kind of how we're going to kind of go into this a little bit more is just how, how it becomes that much more useful and productive. And then, yeah, of course, like, you know, I, th- I think there is just still, no matter what, in its popularity and all, popularity and all right now, um, I still think that astrology does get overlooked in a certain way. Um, uh, there's a lot that doesn't do it justice to. Um, and, but, the, but the more we unravel you know, history in general, the more we look deeper into those things, the more we look at you know, the history of astrology, the more you see that it's very, very relevant. It goes f- further back than the Bible, you know, and some people attach it to the whole ba- Babylon, right? The Babylonians mm-hmm. used it and um, God, I feel like there's such a negative energy over that. And But like uh, also just the way science has kind of, you know, tried to throw it in the trash and say that it's not useful and that it's pseudoscience and all of that, which is, it, it, to me, it's like between the scientific community and even people who see it more as a dark thing, that it's used as a dark thing, or witchcraft and stuff like that. Uh, there's, you know, we, we're in a dual universe, right? So it's like, I think it's overlooked because of that. I think it's because the we talk about the cheap do, uh, dopamine hits, right? Like it's, it's, you get that dopamine hit, whether it could be on the negative side, whether it's you're looking at it as witchcraft or ritualism and stuff like that, or you're looking at it as like, you know, Seventeen magazine. You're looking at when you should start dating, what kind of dudes or, or or girls you should date, and all that. And like for the for the women out there who read like the little girly magazines, and like that's that kind of what overshadows astrology. I feel like right, like it's either witchcraft or it's teenage girl stuff. Um, but mm. when you do look into what what really kind of sucked me in in the in a, a long time ago, which I've I've mentioned is is zeitgeist because I saw the biblical. Uh, parallels to the stories of you know the stories in the Bible and astrological mythologies and archetypal stories like that within the sky, like it was just like a celestial mirror to the mythologies and the and the theology of the of the Bible and stuff like that. Whether if it was the ages, the story of Horus and Set being the sun and and Saturn, right? And uh, it, it, it's just all these things started playing out. And I'm a pattern guy, you know, and I've emphasized that. And I, and when you see the patterns. And you start realizing things are repeated over time, whether it's stories or archetypes, and you realize that astrology came first. And then these things just keep playing out and you see the signs and symbols constantly pop its way through reality, whether it's 
you know, you're looking at everyday life. When you're looking at charts, you know, you look at everyday life and you see it, right? Or are you looking at, you're watching like me and Gio were just saying before we, we started uh, recording was, you know, now we watch a movie or we watch a show or we observe things and we see the archetypes and you start seeing them. And it's not pseudoscience because this is my own anecdotal proof of that is once once I open my eyes to it, it shows itself more. And I know a lot of people that are overly or hyper logical will say the RAS system kicks on and you're looking for it. It's not the truth. And I and I have so many people vouch that were very hyper logical that ended up opening their mind to astrology and seeing, oh, wow, it's like the you know, and I have friends that call me up to say, hey, yo, the universe was talking to me again. These are people that were saying I was brainwashed and that I had, you know, brain damage. Uh, learning this stuff, you know, I got yelled at for buying hundred and eighty dollar books. Uh, if he's listening, he knows who who that is. Who called me out on that? But I bought a book on syncretism for like hundred and eighty bucks, and I got real deep into it. Well, once I opened, I realized, and I've seen this in other people too. Once you open the door to this science of synchronicity, as I like to call it, uh, recognizing symbols and archetypes playing out, and then them attracting to you. And you actually get to see them play out. That's when the, it's like you have to open up that door first. And it doesn't really mean you have to open it up and walk through. But you just got to peek in the door. And when you do to astrology, you realize it's not just teenage magazine stuff. It's not just dark rituals and, and witchcraft and stuff like that. It's actually the science of nature. It's a metaphysical science of consciousness in my eyes. And that's the beauty of it. And then when you realize that this is something that's talking back to you all the time, that it's this living allegory. With that, you start to see the benefit and how you could use it in your own life. And then what that does is also open up the wonder. Oh, my God, how is this working? Why is the universe talking to me in symbols and signs and how astrology is basically the big daddy, the over uh, arching science of synchronicity and archetypes, right? Like you say, you see the astrology everywhere once you have opened up that door and you've opened up your mind to it. Uh, For me, it took seeing the biblical thing and how important religion is to people and how people read the Bible and how I've always questioned the Bible. And I said, this doesn't seem literal. I mean, a guy doesn't get swallowed by a fish and he then pukes up and out comes an evangelist. The guy doesn't, you know, like there's all the Jesus and the crucifixion story. Anything that was in that say was to me, how do people believe this and not think it's some sort of mythology or some, there's a whatever deal. And then astrology was that thing. And that's how I ended up into it. And then I got into the horoscopes and they're like, oh, how? well, now that I, it was so important to the Christian and Catholic and all the other religions and stuff like that and how it paralleled these stories. Oh, well, because it's so important to them and millions and millions and millions of people believe in this stuff and can attend a mass every Sunday. And I, and I see that the, it's in the Bible that, you know, God said, let the star be, stars be for signs. That's what got me. It, it sucked me in. And, and that's what got me to open up the door. Everyone's going to be different, of course, but that's what got me. And so seeing it as the science of synchronicity and the science of uh, or even the art and the imagination of the universe giving you messages through symbols and signs. And it's almost like playing games with you in a way it becomes so fun. And then you want to look at the horoscopes and say, well, okay, now let me check out my symbols and signs and stuff. What's my allegory? What's my mythology? And then as soon as you get that and you've you've really started opening your eyes to this isn't just little girl pseudoscience then you start getting more and more from it. It's like the universe will gift you. And that's what we kind of want to preach a little bit about is, is opening your eyes to this and your third eye and your imagination. And it's not just, this isn't just feminine stuff. This is a masculine tool. This is, was 
people like Leonardo da Vinci was an astrologer. Um, you know, if people who wrote the Bible was into astrology, that, that's men wrote that book, you know, theoretically, I would assume so. Right. Um, yeah, and Ptolemy, Pythagoras, mm-hmm. like all, all these, all these people, like the, these, these are the greatest thinkers and philosophers of all time that we still base a lot of, a lot of our, our universal workings on a lot of this stuff too. And it, it's, it's very relevant how you know how we kind of view things and just even the implications in universities and stuff too and it's not that's why it's 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 something that i think a lot of people when they hear astrology if this is for people that don't really go into it i guess but um but a lot of people that have and have taken on more of this side of this interest of it they do know that there is a deeper history when it comes to astrology you know like they understand that you know it was, you know, the Zodiac more so the understanding of it from what we know from history, like that it does come more from around. Yes. Like you said, the Babylonian period, the third millennium BC and stuff. Um, but it was, it was even before that, but you know, cause before the Babylonian period, you had the Akkadians, you had the Sumerians and stuff. And we have plenty of data, plenty of findings to see that it was being used during those times. But not only that though, in other older cultures, you know, yes, it may not be looked at as exactly the same way, but in a lot of the Oriental cultures, I don't even know if you're allowed to still say Oriental or not, but I guess we'll um, find out. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but they 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 had a certain understanding of the cosmos and a certain div, uh, divinatory uh, sense to those things. And you know what? Like, let's just be simple. Let's just let's just lay back into it and lay back into maybe this thought frame for a second and kind of try to set aside, you know, the, 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 the wanting or the needing of all this crazy, you know, wanting to dismiss things based off of what we think is logical and what's not and stuff. But like when you look up, let's just even say during those times when you looked up, right. And you didn't know shit from your ass about, what you were looking up at into this vast deep sky where all this shit is just occurring overhead to you. And there's just, you know, there's all these different stars and you see these patterns and you start seeing these shapes and you think there also isn't something that's like charging you to, 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 to be aware of those shapes and those things. And then you start noticing these patterns and you start noticing the movements and everything. And, and then on top of it, it's it's allowing for you to to tell some sort of time and you start to understand season, you start to understand direction and stuff like that. It's almost as if the universe, it's almost as if a higher uh, a higher um, architect of the universe is speaking to you. So, of course, yes, you are going to look at it as, wow, this is something divine. This is something so much bigger than I am. This is something that encompasses my whole life, my whole reality. So why would I not find an importance on it? And guess what? The same thing still does apply to today. I definitely feel that because no matter what, whenever I look up at the sky and you, it doesn't matter. You could be a basic white girl or you could be a freaking a buff dude or whatever on a full moon. And you look outside, you see that shit. You can't help but stare at that shit and look at it unless you're just so deeply like entranced in the matrix and you don't give a fuck about anything except for money cars and women and shit like that or whatever or your fucking fendi bag or whatever and stuff then whatever suit yourself 
But most people are going to sit there and be like, wow, that is crazy. And guess what? I don't care whether you believe in space, whether you don't believe in space or whatever. We still don't know for ourselves. We don't really know what's what it is, what's out there and all that. It's still something very mystical to us. So with that being said, that's how it was looked at then. And it's still pretty much looked at the same way now. So why not entrench yourself in understanding that there is something so mystical and there is something so divine about it to this fact that, you know, now what we even to, to, to be like, all right, with that type of history, with that type of implication, with that type of feeling that I get from it. And now with knowing certain sciences and even the history of astrology as a science, you know, in the different ways, if you go into those uh, if you go into those studies and, and start learning about how astrology was one of the main sciences as well, too. Now you could even start connecting modern science and be able to look at it and be like, oh, well, I could see now with quantum physics and quantum entanglement and all that. And even what we've been talking about recently with morphic resonance and stuff, how. And, and, and knowing double slit experiment, all those things, right? I can understand how that type of energy can be projected and somehow be received on our plane of existence that may have some sort of effect that may have some sort of coding to it, whether it's something that has to do with our DNA that has something to do with the physical life on earth, whether it has to do with some sort of thing in the ether, like, you know, with, uh, you know, different types of chemical bonds, whatever it may be like, there is there is many possibilities, so why not explore that? And if that's the case, even if you're not sure and you don't know, well, then you can start understanding maybe, okay, well, what's the history of these implications of, of, of all the different archetypes that were given? What did the ancients say? How did it last through time of what was being said about these different celestial movements and these celestial patterns and stuff? You know, how were they even allegorically broken down and put into potentially different types of ancient scriptures and writings and religions and how they were in, you know, used for indoctrination or something like that. And then be able to look at your own reflection, your own astrology and see where, what part you can be potentially playing to that. And you could, you could actually experiment with that. You can actually see for yourself when it comes to this stuff. So I think that's more of the, the important thing to look at because uh, I mean, honestly, like I really do feel like, like, I feel like astrology does help people to be able to study their life's challenges and, and, and be able to look at them from a different perspective in order to provide a certain guidance for yourself. You know, the, the Bible says it too. It recommends searching for answers. But instead of saying like a journey, it says like shit like enlightenment. It uses salvation from sin, stuff like that. But these are things that, once again, you can see once you see the parallels start decoding those things. Yeah. Beautifully said. Definitely. And, and that's exactly, it's exactly how I feel. And because of that, right? Like it's, I, I look for, I'm big on self-empowerment, right? And, and that's what we need more nowadays. You know, we've been emphasizing that, especially on the last episode, you know, with Brandon and all that, like his perspective on, you know, the world being a mirror and, uh, and, and here's where like I split a little bit with the co-creative principle. Like I, I add this in to the astrological and I, and I want to emphasize this as we go along in these talks, as we continue on more of the astrological study, um, 
that we do have a co-creation principle that like, you know, there's people out there that believe in the law of attraction and they believe in manifestation. Well, then, yeah, if you're putting energy out there and those things up there are putting energy down here, then, of course, there's some there's something going on there where we're co-creating with the energies. And I, I would see astrology as this self-empowerment tool to know what time it is in the universe, what time it is in your life. Uh, what time it is in your family's life. You can look at other people if you learn and you start to see and psychologically break down if you're using the, you know, the more of the Carl Jung approach to astrology, which by the way, in every, he was a psychologist, Carl Jung, one of the greatest psychologists ever, big daddy, uh, psychology. Um, He actually ended up inserting astrology charts into his practice. And because you start seeing the metaphysical build to somebody and you go, wow, this is, You know, like, for example, if I I look back on 2020 and I looked at my chart, you know, I had a Saturn return, but then I also had Jupiter come over that. And I I was blessed with actual I know a lot of us were, but with free money Um, and there were certain aspects and the way it was in my chart was in the financial house and I had a lot of help. And so you could look at the global thing and well, what time is, you know, the pandemic was basically written in the stars at that point. And in my life, I saw my second house being basically readjusted. It was being torn apart really but then i had jupiter there my ruling planet to help me out and i saw this archetype play out in my life where i'm like okay i'm being taught lessons here but i'm also being given gifts and that's what jupiter does and i'm sitting there going wow so now i by by knowing what time it is on the energetic clock i know what it is now that i would what actions i would most likely need to take and the more and more you practice it and you see it whether it is you know individual or collective the more you see that it, that's that's what it is it's the empowerment of awareness and that's what astrology brings as long as you are open to it you know i also believe in the principle that you know the way you see reality and the way that you believe it to work even if you're i won't say wrong but even if it has a skewedness to it or it's not so beneficial i do believe in my heart that the universe always says yes to that right so even if you're subjectively kind of wrong or negative or that you're seeing things if you don't believe in something like this, it's going to give you the idea and the signs that it that you it's going to say yes to you. So you're not going to be able to see. Or if you want to go more logically, you could say the RAS kind of turns on and everything you would need to say that astrology is nonsense. You're going to find it, you know, and that's the same thing with um, a good example of that is religion, where most people will look at religion and Jesus and, and the stories of that and they think. You know, they believe it so wholeheartedly that they find the evidence somehow. But I do think subjectively the universe is going to show you as much as it can to make you believe that you are absolutely right. But when you let go of all that stuff, those 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 pre notions of like this is right or this is wrong, your subjective truth gets out of the way and it starts to show you other possibilities. And that's what astrology can do for anybody and everybody as long as you're willing to drop the ego, drop the feel like you need to feel stupid for believing in something like this because if you do i could spit facts all day about how it's not stupid because i always started at this too especially when i was working more in the service industry and i was talking to a lot of people and i would bring this up as i was learning it it's like hey don't the moon does the moon affects the tides you know the sun grows the plants like it like the whole ecosystem of this universe is working together so why would it be stupid to think that these signs and symbols and archetypes aren't doing anything and and by the way me being more of this realm earther guy you know and you can say flat earther but this realm earther guy that's instead of being in the infinite universe if everything is this this ecosystem and we're in this and we're, this is the universe and it's it's more local than we think it is 
that even that helps it even more. You know, and that's why I've always leaned towards the like, okay, I see the astrology working, and then that would make this over here make sense. And that now they interplay and all that. But I'm also and just entertaining the ideas and I've let go of my subjective um mental paradigms and constructs to think, oh well, I was right about this, like this is stupid, this does whatever. Uh, Gia, when we first met and we started talking, right? How open was I about the idea when you were full full blown full blown Christian, right? That I never told you that if I disagreed with you or that whatever, I was never like Jesus didn't exist and whatever. I always just said, I, th- I don't know. I think this makes more sense to, in my eyes, but I never shot down the idea. And I feel like in a way, life has its way of giving you the gifts of being like that by showing you more of the truth or more of the possibilities when you're not so rigid and you're able to have the conversation and you're able to expand your imagination to say, hey, you know what? This might be possible. It hasn't been proven wrong. Uh, there's enough evidence to say that it might be a thing. And astrology has just that. Like, as soon, like I said at the beginning, as long as you open up that door and you peek in and there's nothing in that skull that's, tr- that's, that's trying to talk shit and block you out of that and you just kind of embrace it, it shows you. And then when you do, it becomes this beautiful self-empowerment tool that gives you the ability to see deeper uh, in the deeper layers of reality in your own life and everything around you. And uh, at that point, it kind of just clicks on the wonder. It clicks on everything. The questions just start going. Like when we first started, right? Your big thing was who invented it? Like where, where did it come from? That bothers me, right? That was one of your big things. That's why you got into origin points and stuff, right? Yeah. And, I, and that was the thing is, and, and there, was, there was answers to, to, to those questions where, in in that case, that gave me a little bit more leeway. And that's the thing. It's not like you have to rip off the bandage right away and just be like, oh, well, if I start looking at astrology, that means and I see the allegorical implications, that means I can't believe in some of this stuff as, you know, like or like, you know, say like as Jesus as a person. That's not necessarily true. It's about keeping keeping the awareness to understand that that work, that understanding, that you know, what, what, what the archetype of Jesus and all those things like that works within you. That is an activation. That is a, a, a coming to just how the story of Jesus, there is a coming to for Christ and for him to go through a certain journey and stuff like that. It's you, are you able to embody that as well? You know, yes, it doesn't have to be so literal in that sort of sense, but there is a lot of implication that uh, Jesus says, like, you know, why do you talk about believing in me and you don't do what I do? You know, you don't you don't do as I say. And and that's a big part of it is because a lot of these people that 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 follow scripture, so to say, so they think that they follow scripture and stuff. And they think just because they believe in the stories and they believe that these things are real and it's a very inspirational story and they're just looking in that sort of sense. But they're not truly embodying what it means deep within as them as being part of it. As that as as that story being about them, they think it's about something outside of them that's happening for them rather than something that's happening to them. And that's the major problem. So it's you can look at the fine. You want to be literal with things. Go ahead. But make sure you're also seeing how it's 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 an implication towards you. It's a story about you and stuff. It's about the work that you're doing internally as well. And it's funny because I you know, I just pulled up a, a Bible reference too. um. Two different ones, one from Isaiah 11, 1 and 2. It goes, there shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his shoot shall bear fruit. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, 
the spirit of counsel and might, and the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And then in Galatians, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. And what's crazy is because it references the branch and the branch bearing fruit and stuff too. And like, this is an implication within you as well, that, that, that you are the branch. And what's crazy about that too, is because when we look at, um, we look at the sign Virgo too, right? And I just said work too. Virgo is the Virgin Mary. Virgin Mary gives birth to Jesus Christ. Um, Virgo is associated with worth, work, six house matters, wellness, stuff like that. And one of the constellations and zodiac signs is named after is Virgo. So, but Virgo is also named Alzimach, which means branch. So Jesus in the Bible is the branch that bears fruit, also known as the fruits of the spirit. Son so, of Virgo. But if you, yes. So if you look at it, that as yourself too. And there's many other things. You could go through all the signs. You could go all through those things. These are all things that are embodied already within you too. And it could help you understand those types of way of coming to or overcoming certain things and being fruitful even with your own with your own inhibitions and 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 ambitions and you know learning how to kind of crucify the 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 more um the more superficial side of your mind with certain things and you know being able to let go of certain things and and get yourself into certain areas like this is just this is just one small little fragment of how to even look at that like and that was very vague like but you can look at it in that sort of way but that's what i'm saying about the fact is like that you if, if you're going to look into this stuff it's not to just dismiss one thing or the other and just to ultimately find well was religion bullshit or whatever and stuff like that like if that's the manhunt that you're going on and stuff then I think you're going to end up going in the wrong direction. Like I get it. Like I'm not, I'm not an advocate for v- religion very much and stuff too. Your fundament- yes, your fundamentalism. Its- yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it has its, it has its good parts, I guess here and there and stuff like that. But overall, I think we get lost. We get lost in the purpose and the meaning of it. And it's, it's, I could say the same thing about a lot of these spiritual groups that turn very culty and even somehow some, some, some communities, how they even treat astrology, where it's just like, I just want this predictive pattern thing where I just want to be able to figure out like when to do things and just time it off that, but not really actually do any internal work and, and have any awareness of myself. You know, it's more so people use the astrology as, um, as an excuse to, to, to either be a certain way, feel a certain way, act a certain way, like, you know, and just kind of use that as their as their passive way of just being like, oh, well, you know, the sun's conjunct my son. So right now, so I, you know, I, I could be that way or whatever, like, you know, stupid shit like that. Like that's, that's where people get ignorant with it. It's the same way how people get ignorant with religion. So it's like, you, you, you gotta be able to separate that and sit with that and be able to understand how to kind of do that. And this is, this is where, while we're, why we're saying like, when you look at astrology and these different, you know, in in more of like the larger aspect of it, the history of it, how it's being how it's being shown and seen in something like the Bible, in other scriptures and and texts and stuff, uh, you know, in different cultures too. On top of it, you know, in the mythologies and everything, psychology, and you start branching those all together, then it allows you to be able to work with it more 
and in a fun, more fundamental way rather than, you know, taking things literal and just kind of expecting that just some sort of position in the sky is going to activate something and you're just ready for it. No, you have to interact with it and work with it and get yourself ready with it too. You know, what's happening out there needs to happen within here too. You know, that's the same thing. Like they say, there's the, you know, the, the, there's the 12 disciples, there's the 12 zodiacs, there's the 12 uh, um, cranial nerves and stuff. Like, I think we, we embody that microcosm within us of the heavenly bodies. Like it's called the heavenly bodies, the heavenly, the, the heavenly body, like the overall, the mind of God, like, well, you know, that mind is also within us too. You know, the little synapses and firing off of neurons in our brain and stuff could be the same thing of, of like what we see in this, what we see in the cosmos and the things that we think happen out there, but we don't really know how they work or how they happen. They're happening internally too. And it's looking at this original technology. We're so fascinated, like, especially nowadays, we're so fascinated and so hung up on what the next new thing is and how we can use some sort of new technology to our advantage and stuff like that. But we disregard how it is a, uh, a, 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 a replication of our, and I'm a big proponent of this, of our original technology. Like instead of trying to look at how, how we could connect with this thing and, and this sort of uh, 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 new technology and stuff, like let's learn how to get the technology of ourselves to cooperate with one another and use the Wi-Fi there you know, that that internal type of Wi-Fi that we have there and being able to more intentionally have cells communicating with one another and being able to release certain type of hormones when we know that it's necessary and become more in tune with our body again, become more in tune with our actual technology rather than trying to do everything on the outside. Just a thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's funny because now that you say that, so I think immediately of, you know, how we do it's and it's being proven over and over again. We live in a fractal universe, right? Like as above, so below as things that are happening in the solar system as they happen in like the atom and stuff like that. Right. So you think like the Earth, you know, is working with vibrations and whether it's a Wi-Fi signal like too, because I know it's human made, but like more so like even animals with the way they communicate through vibratory uh, messages and stuff like that, whether it's the geese knowing in their third eye like something gives them a message to fly south like they just know through this vibratory field like oh this is what i need to do like this is where instinct come from comes from right it's that same intelligence that's digesting your food shitting it out beating your heart uh telling the animals what to do in each season like you think they don't have a conscious mind and i i I hate when people are like well you don't know that it's like well no you look at their brain they don't have they, they don't have an inner world the way we do they have an instinctual world but what's instinct right so like that instinct is what we would call nature and what's nature, right? Like it has its laws. It has its way. It has the way it works with things. And with that, the astrology ends up interplaying with all of that. And that's the thing, right? Like because things are the fact that that something's beating my heart and that's digesting my food and pumping my blood and all of that makes me think, well, then every like as above, so below the, the, the body of the universe can be doing things that we don't realize that because even our cells communicate through vibratory messages right like the cells in my leg know what's going on not just because a sig like a, a nervous sig- uh, system signal goes through my body but they it's vibratory right they're sending out perturbations and the whole body starts to work in unison how is it when you take something immediately the whole body knows what to do you know whether it's a medication or whether it's alcohol or whether it's a drug or whether it's food or whatever the whole body starts working in unison you're telling me just one you know, shock through the system of, of your nervous system. It's just, no, there is a perturbations going on vibrations. And even if you wanted to talk about the nervous system, it's 
you know, it's energy, it's vibrations, it's frequencies passing through you to tell, to bring messages. So my point on that is fractal universe. If that's going on in the microcosm of my body, what says that can't be going on in the macrocosmic cosmos, right? So that's the way I have always seen things is the patterns, right? So if you, you could see something on the larger scale and know it's probably happening on the smaller scale and it's always vice versa because that's just where we live and that's what goes on. And that's proven with, even with conventional science, you know? So um, when you were talking before, something came to mind um, about people who, you know, get into this stuff and they use it as excuses or they, you know, they lean on it and, or they, they, they fight it and they don't want to look at it and stuff like that. The thing is, is when you really understand the concept of it, and this is a quote, fate is earmarked in tendencies, not in facts. All anyone can see in a birth chart, say with astrology are tendencies that will become facts if one does not alter them. Right? So for me, that tells me that you can't lean on this. It's a tool. It's a self-empowerment tool. When you're aware of it and you're conscious that this is how the earth works, this is how the universe works. I could see it within my body itself too, that this is how the, my body works and all that. When you learn these things, whether it's how the cosmos is or how the health is in your body, you start to become empowered because you have the awareness now to say, hey, this is how this thing works. Astrology just gives you that metaphysical um, outlook on this is, oh, wow, uh, there's a time and place in the universe right now, and this is where I am, so this is what I could be doing to empower, because that's what we all need to be figuring out right now. And we're, in a way, pushing this out there more and more, and we want to because of the fact that it is about empowerment. It's also about, it's, it's about bringing that wonder back in, too, about, oh, wow, there's things going on that I didn't realize again. And so, to me, you hit with, like, 10 birds with one stone when it comes to that, right? Like it comes to not only seeing the world completely different, but then the tobacco that goes on with religions, that if religions, if the, if the origins of religions comes from the sky and it comes from nature and it comes from things that happen in the body and these allegorical stories are being told to give us these symbols and synchronicities and these deeper parables about ourselves and, and where we are at, that's empowerment. But then that also removes the religious wars because now it's, we start realizing that it's all connected and that it's not all literal. Astrology will teach you that, right? right? So when you start seeing the world in that way, when you start like how I have, and I'm not saying my way is right, but what's benefited me from the way I've seen it is when you're par- pattern-oriented and you're open-minded and, and you open up to something like astrology, which is the science of synchronicity, everything changes. Everything changes as long as you use it. I mean, like you can learn some health matter. You can learn how to lift weights and all that. But there comes that factor that you can't lean on just the weights. You can't stare at the weights and say, oh, I'm going to get big. I'm just going to, yeah, these, this is how these weights work and this is how you do it. Um, you know, they're just too heavy. That's why I'm not getting, you know, or they're too light. That's why. No, it's how you're using these things, which ends up giving the benefit. And that's the beauty of seeing it that way. And um, that's, it, to me, I just, I can't get over the fact, like I always return back to how just beautiful and important this subject is because it then branches to so many other things. Gio, were you in the esoteric sciences before astrology? No, right. I was a, I was a heavy thinker, but that's what I mean too. I couldn't even, I couldn't necessarily, yes, I had a lot of questions and stuff like that, but didn't really know where to look for answers. And, you know, I also, it didn't it didn't see that a lot of the answers were already in, internally available and stuff and the avenue that brought me into getting those answers was astrology 
it it did help me piece things more together and know where to look and know where to look within and stuff too and and deal with certain things because i mean i was i wasn't at the at, at a great point in my life too when you met me and when i started going into it and everything too and i um you know i when i took that direction of astrology it actually helped me improve my life because i gained some sort of you know real grasp on natural cycles and real grasps on on you know just just basically cause and effect and how things work in nature and how that applies to me because i am part of nature i am a carbon based you know human being as well too but i also am a soul that in inhabits this carbon based body and stuff so you know i'm i'm obviously going through certain fluxes as well so when i came into that and i start to learn more of like that alchemical breakdown of myself and how that even applies to emotions thoughts um you know behavioral things stuff like that and allowing myself to be open because i was already open by looking at this stuff but being open to myself to be like all right well I'm not going to just deny that. Yeah, no, I don't do that. I'm not like that, whatever, and stuff like that. Really be honest with myself and then be like, okay, well, what do I need less of? What do I need more of then? You know, how can I provide those things to myself in order to maybe correct some of those thoughts, feelings, behaviors, actions, whatever it may be? And and that's what I really contribute to, well, what I really attribute to what helped my life improve dramatically. And then honestly, in such a short period of time, I mean, I'm still still going through that process constantly. Um, but but that's the thing, too, that makes me think about, you know, when it comes to astrology as well, what helps you understand it as far as like the scope of reality as well, too. And then even like that whole parallel with the Bible, it's like because there is that hang up on, well, you know, there's bad spirits out there and there is evil and, um, you know, there's this negative things and you got to stay away from those things or don't, you know. Um, you know, don't don't pay attention to certain things and whatever. And it's like to a degree, because what I'm realizing, too, is that even when you do look at the astrology and when you do look at those cycles of nature and stuff, too, you do see that there is more of like the darker sides of things. There is more of the the hidden workings that are going on, those more scorpionic things and stuff, too. But also, you know, you think about the winter months and, you know, the implications that come with with those type of uh, zodiacal energies that that are going on during those times during the winter how everything dies and freezes and it's cold and whatever and stuff but it's a necessary process for that circle of life to kind of maintain and to go back around and also it's an it's it, it helps you acknowledge the fact that there is a need for hardship in order to gain some sort of of better awareness and understanding of self-sustainability and protection in that sort of way and how to provide for yourself, for others, you know, whatever it may be, and being able to be adaptable to situations as well, too. Because I think that's the thing is we're here um, experiencing a human experience in order to learn. And we're in order to learn something that's going to be inherited more divinely for whatever the next journey is. You know, and who knows how much more rapidly and how much more quickly that happens. And this is why we can't learn it in whatever type of realm or spirit, spiritual space that may be. 
maybe that's why we are here and we need to learn it. You know, these are things to toss around and stuff too. And I, I know a lot of people do, you know, think about it in that way and reincarnation and everything. But regardless, so if that's the case, then these negative things, so to say, quote unquote, negative things are necessary processes, you know, but you just have to know how to work with them. You know, you know how it, it's the same thing. It's the same thing like we constantly have said about when we see, you know, when there's talks of higher elites and, uh, you know, doing dark occult matters and shit like that and stuff. And it's like you get one thing that says, oh, don't look at them. Don't pay any attention to them at all. And then it's like, oh, well, we should acknowledge it. And we should try to fight it back and stuff like that. Well, I think there is a balance when it comes to that. You know, that's it. it, it is a necessary part. It also is something that's a cause and effect as well, too. But we need to learn rather more so than, you know, ignoring it, trying to act like it's not there. More so understand that it is there. It's in our knowing that we know it's there. But we have to know more so not about it and what's going on with that or, or what they're doing in that sort of sense. And we have to know what we're doing, what's our role and what's our place and and how we're going to, you know, not fall into uh, replicating those things and doing those things. And we start by us, not by start by trying to, you know, change something outside of us and stuff. We do it within ourselves. You know, we, we don't give into those lower desires. You know, we learn how to bring that, you know, raise that vibration up, but really understand what that means to raise your vibration and stuff and how to, how to interact with people on in a certain level and stuff that would be more of a, a heart spaced frequency. That's, you know, going to come from more of a place of love or compassion and stuff. And that doesn't mean just be completely tolerant to any, everybody and everything and stuff too. Cause that also is not good for your own, for your own well being too. But these are the things that you can learn how to better balance out those parts of nature by looking at the astrology. Because there's there's an axis to every every zodiac as well too. And when you see it in more of those in the, the natural sense, and then you see how too much of one side, you know, you're you're giving too much weight to one side, how it can have its negative implications, and how it brings one thing up and the other one comes down and. And, and what you need to settle out and how you need to inherit both to come to a center when it comes to it. You know, I think that's why when you constantly see uh, Jesus, you see like in a lot of these these mosaics and churches, like these old, old churches um, that go back long times when they constantly depict the, the, the 12 apostles and stuff in, in the zodiac wheel, basically, and then Jesus in, and in the center. But then you also constantly hear, well, why is, you know, I thought Jesus was represented by Pisces and stuff like that, too. Well, it's it's that it's Jesus represents the center point, the embodiment of all the self, you know, coming into it and being able to have love for each one of those aspects of yourself, no, noticing that it is yourself, but being able to bring it back inward and balance it out respectively. You know, rather than just being its own individual thing, it's it's being able to alchemize and harmonize that entire that entire wheel. Yeah. And to add to the Pisces thing with Jesus, too. I mean, you see the, the Jesus fish everywhere on the back of everyone's car and you see the archetype play out in, in his stories and stuff like that. And yeah, it's the all encompassing sign, right? Like that's what Pisces is. It's, it's, it's the higher, it's the lower, it's the connection to God, it's source and all that. It's 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 seeing things beyond. And it's so funny, too, because. I was, I forget who I was saying this to, 
But I thought about it, and even the way the Bible is written is very Piscean, right? It's very, it's written in imagery, it's an allegory, it's, uh, it's symbols, it's stuff. That's a very Piscean way. It's not direct. It's not Virgo, which is the opposite, right? It's, it's going to just tell you what needs to be done or what it is, and this and that. I just want to get to the point so things can be, you know, they can get done. But when you look at the Pisces archetype and how Jesus even said that he spoke in parables, to me, that's even a Piscean thing to do. Because you're, you're being mystical about it. You know, Pisces, water signs, a mystical 12th house, right? Like, it's uh, the, the, the mystical and uh, uh, imaginative realm of the chart, and Jesus tends to be this embodiment of it. And to me, what, what just makes it so, what makes it make sense and makes it so useful is, you know, even when you're looking at the biblical side of things, and when you connect the dots to the astrology, you're learning to use your imagination, which is ironic. You know, you have to see through that mystical stuff and you, you start to strengthen your, the way that you see everything, right? Like you step out of logic for a second and you jump into that right side of the brain and you say, oh, wow, there's something more here. You start to investigate and then you start to see things as symbols and things that are, you know, uh, representing deeper meanings of things, right? Hidden meaning of, mean, meanings of things. And that's what in general, like if you learn to read the Bible that way, or you learn to read an astrology chart, that's the thing you start to strengthen. You start to strengthen that ability to see the archetypes play out and things like that. And with Jesus, it is true. Like he is, and it's funny because he was born right at the beginning of the age of Pisces. And now it's going into the age of Aquarius where Aquarius rules technology and it rules people. I have to change my battery, but the, you know, it rules people and it it rules uh, humanity itself. And that's what now the age of that, right? And that connected to technology. And it's ironic that the things, the way the things are playing out and how the old religions are breaking down, the old structures and systems are breaking down. And it's right on time. It's right. Like if you're looking at the sky clock, right on time. And so then instead of worrying about an apocalypse or you're worrying about the end, you know, we're at nuclear war, the government's going to, you know, control us all and this and that, like, yeah, bad things will and can happen. That's that, that's, that was the point of me reading that little quote before, right? That fate is earmarked in tendencies, not in facts. So these things now are in, in, in someone who's studying this stuff, it's in the awareness now, right? It's like, oh, okay, I can now see this, these things playing out. I don't know the a- absolute outcome because it's not fully predictive. It's not, it's not, not, you know, not Shadamus or whatever. It's not trying to say this is what's going to happen, but this is the tendencies and this is what's in the soup and the ether that's formulating everything around us right now. And that's to me where I get the most benefit. And I think anybody else listening, if you're not already not into it, I'm sure if you're listening to this, there's, there's going to be a good chance that you are into this, but we're basically stepping on the, uh, soapbox here, you know, like we're stepping on the podium and saying, Hey, we want to speak out for more of this stuff because this is what brought us in. This is what made us see. This is what opened our minds to, you know, Gio was a full blown Christian, went to church and all that, and was a completely different type of person until he stepped into this. And I watched it. Me personally came from a different angle where I was kind of more on, I won't say the atheistic. I was never that stupid, but I always saw it as, and yes, it's really stupid to be an atheist, but like it's, uh, for me, it came from more of the, like, I have questions because things don't make sense. And you start to just change and it's beautiful. And it's a beautiful thing that anybody should do, whether you're male, female, whether you're, you know, an Instagram bitch or you're this flexing fucking working out. Like it's not, this is just as masculine or just as intelligent as probably more than anything, because it's a holistic science and the proof is in the pudding. And as we go along with every episode, 
I'm sure if you continue to listen and embark on the journey with us that you'll see that. Um, Geo, speak on that because I'm going to change my my back. Yeah, exactly. No, because it was it made me think of something that I was thinking about earlier today. Um, you know, that was leading up to this conversation was like, I mean, look at where we're at now. Like, look at you know, look at the light that's been that's been shed on these types of topics more so, and how they have so much more popularity now and. You know, and and there is you. There's no denying when you look at it from where we were, you know, even ten years ago or so to versus now. Like, there has been a mass awakening that's happened, and and yes, there has been a lot of turmoil that has caused this uprooted, you know, feeling of stability and stuff too that's happened, which you can definitely look at, you know, the past transits and stuff we've had, Uranus and Taurus and all that, the nodal structures and stuff that have really amplified this even more. But it's not even about that. What I'm saying is that this matches perfectly with the sky clock, like you were just saying before, because, you know, this is gaining more of an awareness, whereas like the last time astrology had some sort of like real momentum and stuff was during the 60s. And not to this degree, not to this level and stuff, but there was certain astrological implications. And it's like, it goes to show that it's like, is there something that happens psychologically or within the DNA or something within the field that's activated during specific times that allows people to come into a higher awareness and stuff if they have uh, sustained themselves in a certain way and stuff too? Because no matter what, like, now, even if it's not even astrology, you have seen that so many people have become aware of certain things. They've become aware of what they're consuming. They've become aware of the different types of lifestyles and how they're toxic that that we're being that 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 are being projected onto us to be like, oh, like it's so normalized to be this way and to do these things. Like it's okay, but people are being more conscientious about their health, being more conscientious about their daily activities, their social media activity, more conscientious about their bodies and the type of foods that they eat and what's in food that's being produced for us and stuff. And you know, now becoming more aware and 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 wanting to grow their own food and produce like you know. And just just overall change certain things and how they want to how they want to raise their kids like this is enough proof and you can use the astrology and which we'll do eventually like we'll go into this and stuff too like you know a lot of people say well big because we're it's the dawning of the age of Aquarius and it's like that's just you know there there's there is an Aquarian energy to it and stuff too but like once again like let's not fall back into the basic roots that basically happened in the sixties. In the 60s, it got real, you know, but a lot of people think that's a psyops too that happened was was that the the whole hippie movement and stuff like that was started by the CIA and yeah, you know, by yeah, allowing drugs into it and you know, a lot of a lot of LSD and stuff like that, the whole MK Ultra thing and stuff, and basically getting people to lose their fucking shit and not gain any sort of way or traction with this, where now we have more of a stability where it's like, yes, you do see a lot of the, the, the ayahuasca, DMT, act, mushroom activists, you know, who, who are, are talking about this as a part of, um, you know, tapping into this other sense of self and, and seeing more in a deeper, 
you know, spiritual light, you know, who the fuck you are and where you really are and stuff. Um, but but there's more of a discipline to it now. There's more of a control to it now. There's more of an advocacy for that type of discipline and control and stuff. And then, like I said, it's the whole, you know, understanding and the allegorical allegorical breakdowns of 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 different, you know, uh, of different religions and the Bible and and even, you know, different types of sciences and stuff and making certain connections and getting more into the metaphysics. You know, you see that this has been on a rapid upswing and stuff, too. And it has so much momentum right now. And I think that what we need to be concerned with is, is you know, not necessarily, oh, how is evil going to take this over or something in that sort of way? Or how do I make sure that I'm on this enlightened path? I don't want to get left behind, whatever it may be. It's not that. It's like, do you need to understand and come to terms and ground with it? And And me and Ray have this experience with so many people in our life where they don't really think much of astrology they don't think it's bullshit but then when something happens or you get that moment of time to kind of you know you know it's something about them and you know or something that they're experiencing and you kind of point out the obvious with the astrology that's going on and what it means even if they don't even tell you what's going on with themselves and somehow you hit it on the head with them and they're like, whoa, or like you get that comment out of the blue, like what's going on with the universe? Because you know why? Something still is initiated within them. During these times, something is activated right now within them that they have an inkling. It's just whether or not they're going to feed that inkling. And the same goes for anybody that's listening too. It's like, if you have that feeling, you have that certain intuition, don't ignore it. You want to tap into it. You want to bring into that. And that's why we're bringing this importance when it comes to astrology because astrology helps be that gateway to that um further activation to go into that intuition you know without having to you know necessarily if you if you do things that are kind of the right way and don't fall into the clickiness of astrology and don't fall into the oh what's you know what's this person saying about me and me but really learn the arts of it learn the science of it learn the background of it learn those things and then learn how to actually read it as a language as a cosmic language and apply it to understanding your cosmic language then you really can bring it to the next level and keep going keep going and have a further understanding and a lot of things won't surprise you as much anymore you'll feel better prepared and more adept to certain situations and it'll give you this sort of encouragement and this empowerment and this this willingness to to stand against things, but also feel as a co-creator with the universe. Not that shit's just going to happen. It's just going to happen to you like that. There is a way for you to redirect the energy once it passes to you. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. Uh, most people from my experience where we get them the most is the manifestation synchronicity thing where you know they're thinking about something or that you know like it's almost like you say something and it happens or they see patterns in their life and that's that inkling that you're talking about right like people start noticing mm -hmm. it's like wait a minute there's something going on here like why is it i'm mm -hmm. always getting this result or why am i always there's always this cycle that my life's going through you know i have a specific friend who he i watch his cycle and and then I like at times if I have enough time, because when you're studying astrology and you, the, the one of the best things to do is not only look at your own chart, but look at the people close to you and observe what's going on in their life. 
So then you can, you know, it's when you're having conversations, like you were saying, something clicks in your head and you're going, oh yeah, yeah, you're having that Mars square with your sun or you're having that, you know, Saturn's over your moon right now. Now all your emotions are probably being blocked. Sometimes you don't say it to those people, but you watch and you're like, oh man, that's, but if you don't even say, want to like pitch this to family members or friends, or you're trying to just sell things to people, um, to, to, to make it look like you're selling something to them when it comes to even an idea, like, like, or a concept or a science like astrology. The manifestation thing is really what opens the door too for most people, right? Like they'll see the synchronicity. A uh, quick story is working in a sub shop and I was just given a managing job and it was three stores that we had bought. And within the three stores we had, you know, like the three managers, me and the other two worked in the same store because our boss had bought other stores. And so we were appointed the uh, beautiful job of, you know, managing basically kids in a sub shop. But with that, <laughs> Um, and Gio, you, you got front row seat. Like how fun is that? Right. Um, yep. uh, yeah. So, but regardless of that, the whole point with the synchronicity thing, I'm sitting there with my, my cousin and we have another guy and I'm like, bro, we're like the three stooges. Like, and I'm just fucking around and just joking around. And I said something along the lines of that. I'm like, we're like the three stooges of the same of the, of the sandwich life or whatever. And within about, uh, give it 15 to 20 seconds that quick customer comes in guy looking at the menu he's hey, how you guys doing this and that the guy just give me a second and he's looking and he unzips his jacket and what shirt does he have on it's the three stooges <laughs> it's a shirt with the three stooges i had just said it and to me it's those moments that and that's what got them right so now like even my cousin who's very you know another hyper hyper logical mars and taurus right get to the point i just want to get work done i don't have time to think about this shit i talk to him regularly and Oh, Ramon, the universe. Am I allowed to call myself Ramon, by the way? Is that, am I referring to anybody? I don't know. Important that I shouldn't be comparing myself to right now? The biblical Razor scene. Ramon? You can't say that. Any Razor Ramon fans yeah. out there? I'm so, I, I, it's it's yeah. just a nickname. Anyway, so, but the, the but it got them, right? And now, so like when it's funny when you see these people catch on and they see the signs and the synchronicities, and that's not an RAS thing, I'm sorry. I, my brain was not looking for Three Stooges. It was put right in front of my face. I couldn't even not see it. I couldn't unsee it. I could not see it. It was there. Universe was going, what's up? How you doing? You know, like I heard you just say that and how that aligns, whatever, that's a whole other concept. But well, how does it work? Don't worry about how it works at first. Worry about just how you think. You know, that's our pitch with that. It's like, be open-minded, be ready to digest some new concepts because astrology is a, is a damn beautiful thing. But you get people with that manifestation stuff. You know, like, it's, and you know what? I guess I kind of, skewed the truth on you know i saw the secret and was like oh wow i attract things into my life and this and that and that led me to zeitgeist and that's what but zeitgeist got me into astrology where the secret woke me up and i think it woke a lot of people up because you get excited you're like oh yeah the universe is talking and then you manifest and that's what gets a lot of people it's what got me to really think and open my mind and even get out of the conspiracy thing for a while i'm like oh shit if i focus on negative stuff all the time if the law of attraction says you basically what you think about and you feel about you bring about oh well maybe i shouldn't focus on all that negative bullshit all the time but then that's the thing that it it your the mind is now primed to see the synchronicity and then when you're ready for that and then you look at a science like astrology an art and science like astrology you start realizing there's a science to synchronicity and it's not just some ras bullshit that's a, that is a thing you buy a car and then you see that car yeah because because thousands of people own that fucking car that you probably bought. So of course there's that chance that your RAS is going to pick it up because it's out there. But when you see a synchronicity like the three stooges and whatever, like and all the little shit like that, that's not RAS. That's something's talking to you. 
And when you realize that life is damn beautiful again, because you start realizing that there's more and that you can wonder about more and there's more that you can start. It's like you have a fresh mind again. You can learn as long as you're open to it. And I promise anybody you say yes to this or you say yes to anything along the esoteric or the, you know, just thinking bigger and uh, flat earth, right? Like just open your mind to those things. Doesn't mean you have to believe them, but you will be shown the way as long as you get out of the way. And that's the whole concept of if you think correctly and and that doesn't mean oh well i pick republican democrat or i astrology is good or astrology is bullshit uh you know jesus existed didn't that's it's not what i'm saying when i say think correctly i'm saying how are you thinking about it meaning what's your approach where's your where's your logic your facts your wisdom the things that you gather for you to really formulate that idea and say okay this is what i believe or this is what i know so it's it, it's our job, I think, because we do it to ourselves all the time, and I think that's the gift that we have to give to people, is just because the way we've trained our thought process and the discipline of not falling into beliefs and being able to deal with the insecurity of I don't know, which most people don't like, by the way, um, and when, you, when you've disciplined yourself and built that muscle up, then you have just a whole new world to live in, and uh, it's, it's, it, and it begins to be magical and talks back to you. And that's my sell on it. That's my, there's my Gemini pitch <laughs> for astrology. And it's not a pitch because I really mean it. And, um, I, I, and one more thing and I'll let you get in. But on the other end, when we're talking about even manifestation, this is why I saw transurfing is so important because the principles even in that says, this is just a model to manifest. And what, however you see the world is how it's going to be mirrored right back to you. But in my eyes, there's that truth in that. But then there's also, but if you get out of the universe's way, if you get your ego out of the way of that manifestation process and you allow the universe to give you things, you'll be given things that are objectively true. Objective as the sun coming up and going down and the moon coming up and the stars being in the sky every night and you breathing air and your heart beating and this and that and these things that naturally are objective. You can't say that they don't work or don't exist. Those things are objective. That's the one little bit of thing I have with, say, anybody who believes in they create reality is, well, no, there's a limitation to that. And so there's something that's saying that there's laws in here. And I believe the stars or I know that the stars are part of that objective, etheric, metaphysical law that governs, partially governs. And we have the ability to have a party with it and have fun with it, whether it's something challenging and something negative and quote unquote, or something positive and good and to something to embrace. So it's a beautiful thing. I can't wait to get further and further into this. And uh, it has become literally part of my lifestyle. It's part of who I am. It's part of who Geo is and recommended to anyone. And if you're already into astrology, you know the deal. And so we're going to have a good time talking about all the signs, planets, theology, mythology, and all that. Yeah. And and no matter what, it's always going to revert back to how you how you can you know it's it's going to look a little different for each person and stuff when we get into more of you know the deeper aspects of certain archetypes and everything too and you know there's only so many you know examples or references that we can give but then that's where you have to lean into it that's where you have to feel into it like it's not about trying to find out this is why i like astrology as an entry level to you know uh, truth seeking, you know, even just self acknowledgement, self self seeking, and stuff like that, like more than manifestation type stuff, more than anything else, is because I feel like it has a little bit more of a groundedness that doesn't have so much of. Don't get me wrong, it's there. 
like I said before, the clickiness, it could turn into like a cult like thing. It could turn very religious. See, you know, a lot of people started doing that with spirituality, like where they, they literally fashioned it into whatever uh, religion that they just got out of basically and stuff too. They started doing the same shit with it. And that's, yes, of course, stay aware, be careful. Don't do that and stuff. You know, this is why I, we, you know, in our, in our earliest shit that we were talking about when we were doing the daily transcendence, our first few episodes, we were big and big and big and big on the whole deprogramming, like be, being able to kind of like come out of that space of bias, come out, trying to come out of that space of judgment and, and coming out of the, and, and trying to understand why you think the way you think and stuff, where did those come from the habits, the thoughts and ideas and everything. And I still think that's a big part, part of it to, to really make sure that you kind of cleanse those things from yourself, especially getting into this area, or even if you've been in this area already, like always have to do a wellness check with yourself. I think no matter what, like me and Ray constantly do it too with ourselves. And, you know, we've, we've had to step back and stuff too, to really get into that. It comes to a point where you can't just go and try to find the answers to everything and be like, oh, well, I know this, I know this. And it's like, you know, that this is going to be a definite answer because if you're already going into something with the expectation that that's going to be the answer, then you may be closing yourself off to other ideas to help you build upon said answer, you know, like that, you know, there could be more to it that you need to kind of come into where rather more so it's like allow that to come in, but also allow, you know, buffer up your, your intuition. I think that's another big thing is like, you have to be able to allow it to process and resonate with your own intuition, with your own, uh, your own spiritual side and your own implications and stuff like your, your inclinations, I should say more so your spiritual inclinations, how to, how to really, you know, get that to sit with, with it. And, and that, that will really, I feel like open you up more than all the other things to be able to get you to be like, oh, okay. Because you're already starting off especially when you're looking at yourself through the lens of astrology, you're already faced with the challenge of having to look at yourself honestly without denying certain things, without overinflating certain things and just, and just being able to look at it from, from a, a balanced and a hermetic standpoint and being like, okay, yeah, I have that tendency. Yep. I am, you know, something like that. And like that will kind of train you to be able to look at other areas eventually when you go into whether it's, you know, certain, you know, even the conspiracies or, you know, uh, certain, um, certain types of, of methodologies of things or the occult, whatever it may be, other esoteric religions and stuff. Yes. Religions. Like it'll get you, you, you'll at least have that practice and that training of how to try to remain as most unbiased as possible as you can be and stuff. You're always going to have some sort of bias. It's still within you and stuff too, but like it'll get you to be able to acknowledge, at least you can acknowledge when you, when you're having that bias and then being able to self-correct that shit. So that's, that's one thing um, that, that when it comes to the whole, you know, the entry level to it and stuff too, but it's, it's going to be, it's going to look a little bit differently. And that's where, like I was saying before, like when we get into some of the more rooted things, especially when it comes to the planets, the, the, the signs, you know, the different transits, archetypes and stuff, you know, come into the awareness of understanding, you know, where your placements are, where your chart is. And, and when we start expressing more so of these, 
uh, you know, these types of energies and the archetypes and everything, like you're going to have to use that, that intuition side and feel into it and see more so how it can be embodied or replicated or how it shows up within yourself too. And different aspects of yourself. It could show up physically. It could show up mentally. It could show up emotionally. It can, you know, you have to keep your radar on for all those different areas and stuff too. Yes. A lot of the certain elements and certain areas and stuff will kind of show you where that's going to show up most of the time, those energies, but still like, doesn't mean you just close yourself off. Well, it's it's only physical things. It's Taurus. It's only material things like Taurus. It's only money. It's a that's where you take the blinders off. Try to go into it with taking the blinders off. And I am. I'm looking forward to it because it's not just something that I think is going to be beneficial for other people. Because also we've had we we have had a lot of people that you know that said that they're like they wanted sources from us as far as like where we learned astrology and stuff like that. Like yeah, we've had our teachers and stuff like that, but um. When it comes down to it, it's it's been learning through application, you know, and and yeah, I definitely think where we're going to go down the road, this will help a lot of people. If you're familiar with the glyphs, if you're familiar with the signs, if you're familiar with the planets and stuff like that, this will help you get a better understanding of each thing and being able to, you know, put those puzzle pieces together and then apply it to self, you know, and that's that's kind of kind of how we want to take it. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I think not much else has to be said. That's, Mm -hmm. I mean, like this is basically, you said an an entry point, this is an entry point into uh, the next while, like how we did with morphic resonance, where we, we, we want to ride into a subject and, and whether it's bringing our own views and it's also bringing the facts, we will talk about sources that we have. And, uh, we're also always students of this. We're always learning as we go. Mm -hmm. Uh, new things can come up and that, that inspires us to maybe want to make episodes and stuff like that lately. I've just, there's just, I've, I've, to, to, I've used the deduction theory on like, you know, and sp- talk about Taurus and value and resources and being resourceful is like, what's really useful in all of this stuff. And you know, that, that was, that was the whole preaching thing we have with about the conspiracy and about the whatever it's like. And, and the importance by the way of explaining something like morphic resonance was kind of like a little backdoor thing into like saying, Hey, consciousness is affected non-locally by things that we can't see and can't you know that we don't think as you know like we're affecting each other or we're being affected by energies and stuff astrology Astrology, right yeah morphic (laughs) resonance right so like that that's another thing and so we've been priming ourselves we've been priming you we've been listening and now it's time to uh, go really deep into all what all these things mean and then also as we go along we'll not only hit charts we'll hit signs planets aspects what everything means it teach ourselves and you guys in the process more and more and more as we go along. And then on top of that, which my most exciting, my, what I'm most excited about always is the archetypal mythological, uh, expressions and the science of that synchronicity popping through stories and movies and this and that, and things that were not planned out by an elite cabal and all of that, but that just happened naturally and the beauty of the universe and our connection with it. And that's what this is all. I, I have a feeling this is what this all leads to is that the more you go down this path and the more that you just acknowledge the fact that there are, e- there are evil negative things or that there are things that are being used in a bad way for, the, for self-serving purposes and all of that, that's all there. And I think I sh- we all have enough evidence at this point 
And that's okay. And we have those people that are going to cover that stuff. And eventually, if we have to, we do. But on the other end, it's more about the empowerment factor, the connection back to the universe, the connection back to nature, seeing how beautiful life is, all of that stuff. Yeah. And getting back connected with the natural sciences, like really being able to bring that stuff back. Because if you could, if you could paint a better picture for yourself when it comes to looking into these areas and these archetypes and everything, and you could really kind of embody and embrace the story and stuff but put yourself in the driver's seat of it and stuff. That's where the empowerment actually occurs and happens. It's not about what, who the story is about of this fucking of Achilles or what, like it's, how are you Achilles? How are you, how are right. you every, every role in that? How are you the main character of every role in that? And how do you embody that? And how do you think that you don't, but actually you do, you know, because when you can see that and you could really see that and you could get into the psychology of it and really look into the depths of your own psychology by even looking at your personal chart opens up all the doors. And astrology opens this door to see things this way, and it starts to mm-hmm. make your brain holistic again and whole again, and you become whole as a person mm-hmm. again and, and, and connected to everything once more. In a, in a, and it brings this new vibrancy, um, even through the darkest of times. So I'm mm-hmm. excited. Gio, I know you're excited. I'm pretty sure yeah. that's really it. Do you have anything else to add uh, before we log off? Um, no, that's it. I mean, I just think if anybody, you know, as far as listening, like this is, and I know there was people that wanted, you know, I, we got hit up on Instagram, somebody asking like, how can I really learn how to like, look at my bird chart? And it's like, yeah, you could take a course. There's many different teachers and stuff like that. Um, and it's tough. It's tough to say just one person or the other, because everybody has their, a lot of these different teachers and stuff and that we've you know followed and looked at different books and stuff like they all have their different certain expressions Explore. and takes on things but yeah go into go into multiple just don't get hung up on one thing or one person or one way of doing it like get the basics down and being able to look to eventually you know kind of you know uh compact a little bit of those ideas together and stuff too but but also this journey that we're going on, if you if, the, if you want to uh, to learn and really learn in a certain way of really breaking down those signs, those planets, those archetypes, the functions and all that stuff, and then even just how it relates allegorically and parallels and the synchronicities to other things to really get a further grasp on it, like this is going to be, this is going to be a series for you. Like this will really help you get into that. So in the meantime, you know, try to learn the glyphs, try to learn the signs and a little bit in that sort of way and learn your chart be able to know how to pull up your chart you know if you don't like be able to look at that thing be able to see it and stuff too because then then you'll be able to work with it well on that note we thank you again for listening um and i guess until next time hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. 